Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello. What's up, man? Devin, what do you got for us this week? If all men were to bring their miseries together in one place, most would be glad to take each his own home again rather than take a portion out of the common stock. That's that's a. I don't I don't know if I fully understand what that's implying. <laughs> well, I I will I will enlighten you because I've thought about it ever since I well I've heard it before and I liked it. It's basically saying, for one, don't complain. Your 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 complaints probably aren't as bad. There's always someone worse off than you, right? So right, if you right. came together with everyone in the world and compared your problems. You would gladly go away keeping your own because the majority of people in this, on this earth have it a lot worse than you. I mean, obviously, right. it depends who you are and where you live, but usually the things you're pissed right. off about or anxious about, you would gladly take it back with you if you were to see everyone else's problems. Right. But, so, but I also think that it may... <clears throat> there may be some like familiarity that we have with our own problems. Yeah. And you know, it, it's a problem, but you also have learned, you know, most, most problems we have are things that we've had before. Right. So it's like, maybe you understand it unless it's a completely new problem. Right. Then, it, then, then who knows? Like you might take someone else's problem, but, uh, <laughs> but it, you have like an issue, something that you've dealt with before you understand it. You're kind of comfortable with having to deal with that problem. Yeah, um, maybe. And maybe that comfort level, you like when you, you know, pulling from a stock of tons of, you know, everyone's comforts, you don't want all these random, you know, a portion of everyone else's you're maybe comfortable with your own. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, do, yeah. It's yeah. basically just saying be thankful for what you have. There's always someone worse off than you. You would, instead right. of taking from the general misery of the world, you'd probably just go, eh, you know, it's probably not that bad. This little right, this yeah. car I'll take, issue. I'll take my my problems. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I was um, thinking about that because this has been a very stressful week. Um, right. We we already had some other things going on that were stressing out me and my wife, and then an opportunity came up for us to get a dog, and we've been looking, and um, her aunt had a litter uh, of golden retrievers or english cream golden retrievers and it kind of right. happened out where someone said they wanted one and then they didn't and it gave us like a second chance to you think we should maybe we should you know we're talking about it on the way home and by the end of the right. uh, the ride home from where we were going she was like texting her aunt and talking to her and we had kind of <laughs> made the decision but we had been 
thinking about that since um, our last dog Gomer passed away. You know, you always think about it, and uh, right, and especially, and then you guys got two dogs, and I was like, man, you know, they've already got dogs, and and we just felt like uh, we really want a dog in the house. Um, so anyway, we um, ended up getting our new dog Alfie. He's uh, yeah, I guess nine weeks old. But it's, he's quick. He's getting like fast when he when we first because we went down to meet him, right? Because you can't take him right. until whatever eight nine weeks, whatever it is, right? And, you know, he was barely you know like stumbling over grass. You know, that's how, you know, small he was. Yeah, right. And then, like he couldn't run, he, and and they can barely like look up. You know, they're kind of like staring at your feet and looking down. Right. And <laughs> But just tonight when I got home from work, I was running around with him, and he was, like, right on my tail. Oh, and nice. So I was like, wow, in, in a week he's going to be passing me. But so we said to ourselves, our daughter, she's been so good that we we can take on a puppy and all the things that go with it, right? Because you right, gotta yeah. you got to crate them in the beginning, and you got to try to get them used to it. But you also want to get them up every three four hours just so they can get their bladder so small and you can get them used to not going in their crate and then going you know all that stuff yeah um which doesn't come (laughs) with a rescue so go rescue dogs people because it's it's much nicer they they come ready to go Um, (laughs) but so that so we got the puppy and then right away um my daughter got pretty sick i I walked in i heard her Uh, crying at night and I just walked in, and, you know, there's vomit everywhere kind of thing. Oh, man. And yeah. she's just heated up and really hot and has a, a fever. And so that went on. That's gone on all week, and we couldn't figure it out. And we don't have to go too in-depth, but, but we figured out that it was an ear infection right. now. Yeah. And so there, there's definitely relief there. But this yeah. whole week it's been trying to get the <laughs> fever down, cleaning up vomit, giving her cold oh, baths to just bring her. And we didn't know what it was, you know. And, uh, that's the worst part. Right. And you yeah. can't help them. And they're just kind of laying on you. <laughs> like, you know they're yeah. pitiful. And you can't um, reason with a you know, right. baby. You right. Know, you, can't, you know, you can't, you can't be like, it'll be okay. You know, yeah. like, yeah, it's, yeah, there's no reason. It's just. <laughs> it's like, in oh. 30 minutes, you'll feel better because the uh, right. mo- Motrin right, will kick exactly. in. They don't really yeah. get <laughs> yeah. that. And then, you know, but uh, it's been rough. And then. Um, at work, for those who don't know, I do sports production, so I've been at, uh, I work for the uh, baseball team, Baltimore Orioles, and they've been on a losing streak, and it's been raining, so it's been these long four-and-a-half-hour games, five oh. hours, when they normally should be like three, that's the average for a baseball game. Right, So I've yeah. been getting off, and, you know, I'm getting home late and they're losing and they still lost they lost tonight so that's six that was the whole homestand they lost every game and pretty Jeez. much everyone was way over time or was delayed for one reason or the other so it just right. uh, i couldn't get anything done then when i came home it was my wife was doing this or i'd have the i'd take the puppy out and then you know we'd have to wake right. my daughter up in the middle of the night and every three hours we were trying to give her motrin then switching to tylenol yeah. then motrin because you can do each of them every six hours, but you can right. inter- interchange them to help keep it every down. three, right, exactly. So we've yeah. been doing that and then basically doing the same for the dog without it, but just letting him out. 
Uh, we were just <laughs> so beat. And luckily, finally, some relief today, finally figuring out that it is an ear infection, and we got some right. antibiotics in her, and hopefully that'll... That should knock it out. We're crossing our fingers that... Yeah. In, you know, today or tomorrow. That usually works pretty quick, but... uh yeah. uh, I've just been so tired and so stressed. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's... I mean, having, you know, just having two dogs, like our our two dogs, Luna is six months and Toby is a year. Um, and, you know, we didn't have to deal with any of the puppies, like the real little puppy stuff, but they're still, you know, puppy stuff. And just, just having two dogs and having to, like, deal with them all the time and figure out, you know, what to do with them and take them out off, you know, there's just, it's just always something, you know. Um, but <laughs> yeah. it's not the, like... It's not a, a a brand new puppy and a baby, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we you know we thought about it. Should we? But we're like, yeah, we want to do it. And but right. you know, our whole thing was Maeve is such a good baby. She sleeps through the night. Blah blah. blah. We can deal with just the puppy. <laughs> and then, <laughs> sure enough, the night right, we, exactly. like basically the night we brought the dog home, she's uh she got all sick. I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> but she's so where, you know, where's she, Alfie? Right, right now. God. Yeah. He's in his crate. I can see him. Uh, that is okay. one good thing, right? So count your blessings. He is really good in the crate. Right. He basically cries for 20 seconds, a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit of a whimper, and then he lays down, oh. and he and he's asleep. And he does – that was oh, – that's one – yeah, we're like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, one at relief. least yeah, exactly. we can put him in there, and then we have a camera, too. We can check in, you know, away oh, from okay. home, and yeah. we'll point that down. And he every time we check in, he's sleeping. He's just chilling. So he doesn't have that much anxiety, which is is really good because we have a neighbor. You know, we don't. The last thing you want is them barking for however long you're away, and then yeah, your neighbor wants to kick him next time he sees you. You know. Yeah, Luna Luna (laughs) doesn't really like to be in the crate. I mean, neither of them like to be in the crate, but she'll she'll like whine and bark Um, at night. When we first brought her home at night, she was she would like whine and bark for like five minutes um and then now she doesn't anymore now at at night when we put her in she'll just go in and lay down like uh, very rarely she'll do a little like a little yelpy whine thing but not much um but during the day if we, anytime we leave during the day when it's like not crate time you know they're like yeah put them both because we put them both in the same crate so we just put them in and and we'll go to leave and she's just like yeah yelping and barking <laughs> and yelping and barking and I don't think it lasts too long, though, because today we left, um, Corinne and I, so my wife was at work, and Corinne and I went and met up with some friends at a, a friend's pool for a couple hours, and uh, we we put them in the crate and left, and I realized I'd left my, um, what was it, oh, my book I wanted to bring with me, but I brought I left my book in the house, so I had to go back in the house, and it was like a minute and a half later, and as I was walking back over to the house, it was quiet, I was like, oh, huh. They actually stopped. She stopped barking. You know, like she that's pretty quick. And I went in, and she didn't make any noise or anything. So, yeah, that's yes. good. I mean, I guess she that is. Just, yeah. That's one good thing about having the dog from little puppy age, right? Yeah. You can hopefully make them comfortable with. That's the whole goal of right. The training is right, not yeah. only training their bladder in the crate because they won't go where they sleep usually, um, and yeah. but. It's to get them comfortable with it. So during the day, we'll play with the dog in and out, 
put them in there, leave the door open, throw something in. Like, so right. it's not like a ha gotcha every time they're in. So he yeah, had he has right. actually gone in on his own and laid down and napped while we're all here with the door right. open. Yeah, yeah. So that was like, yes, that's what we want. We want it to be like, hey, this is your spot because hopefully in a couple months we'll remove the crate and just right. have his, yeah. his bed there. And then he'll know, all right, this is my area. And, you know, we're, we're, uh, we like to have the dog with us when we sleep. We don't let him up on the furniture or anything, but eventually he'll be probably in our room or whoever's, you know, just laying right, on the floor. Yeah. Um, that's usually, yeah, just put that's, that's how floor, we did it with right. Gomer. But, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's good. I wonder, like, because I'm think you know, I don't know. I, Toby doesn't ever sleep on the bed the beds that we have like we have the dog beds in the house and he doesn't <laughs> sleep on them he just lays on the floor yeah like we got we have this big one for him and he doesn't ever sleep on it mm-hmm. luna loves the beds mm-hmm. i wonder if we like if we take the beds away because there's there's like a you know a bed in the crate or it's like mm-hmm. you know a squishy bottom like that she'll lay in there and uh, she maybe. does she'll go in there she'll go in there during the day she'll like go in and sniff around and stuff so she's not like afraid of the crate you know yeah she's not it's not a, you know, and occasionally she'll go in there and lay down and then, like, pop up and come back out. But she's, but, you know, but I like that idea. Because when we had Sadie, when we first got her, she was crate trained. But that was that same situation where there was just, like, the bed in her crate. And she was always really good with the crate. And same thing, like, right, she would go in and out and she would lay in there. And then eventually we just got rid of the crate. Or, we, you know, like, at night we right. leave the door open. And yeah. she'd just go in and lay in there because it was the bed, you know? Right. And we'd put, and she always loved getting up on the couches and stuff. So we would always put like chairs, you know, kitchen, dining room chairs or whatever up on the couches so she couldn't jump up. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I've read, uh, looked at plenty of puppy stuff and general stuff. Right. Also, my wife, she worked at a, um, at a vet or a kennel place when she was, I guess, right out of high school or something. So she thinks she knows everything. (laughs) (laughs) but she is a good point of reference for that stuff yeah right yeah but i have to be like well i read she's like no we're not (laughs) doing that i'm "I'm just saying what i read yeah i watch this youtube video it's got a couple million views i'm just saying (laughs) you know what they say this guy looks what he looks like looks like he knows what he's doing he knows what he's doing yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so i can say uh Something about oh uh, so how's Alfie with Maeve? Um, well, that's another thing. Uh, he's good, but he's still little puppy. Yeah, right. And he so. nibbles, and but we've also yeah. done pretty good already, and we've had him for a week of getting him not to bite. Right. The goal is mm-hmm. that his teeth doesn't touch a human or their clothes. Right. That's where you right. want it, or at least that's where we want it. Um, obviously, when right. you're playing and they kind of have their mouth open, you know, that thing, then, then right. you know, that's yeah. different. But they're never going to bite down. They're never going to try right. to do it when they're playing. That's the goal. Um, right, right. And he's already got gotten pretty good. Like, he already kind of knows. We can just kind of go, ah, nice. and he'll, like, start to lick. <laughs> right, yeah. But in the yeah. beginning, he was just going, and she's right at his his level they're the same height you know right, when she's sitting so he goes right for her face and then he nibbles <laughs> on her ear and, and she gets a little but she's gotten better too because she was sick too yeah she yeah, was right. afraid of him when he'd bark because you know it's like out of nowhere 
you know, and she's yeah, just like, oh, right. and it kind of freak her out. But she's gotten better. They're right. both, they're both learning. Good. Yeah. That's good. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, like dogs and little kids is always like my biggest fear. You know, I'm like, uh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like I just, I just can imagine like getting bit, you know, or having a dog bite a child. It's just like, that's the worst. You know? Yeah. And so like having like we had um, Sadie. You know, before we had Corinne, so Sadie was like two and a half or something when Corinne was born, and um, she was always really good with Corinne. But there were times where Corinne would like fall on her, or like you know, like un, you know, mistakenly. And and Sadie, just being a dog, you know, it's like I don't know. There were, there were a few times where she would like growl or something, and then I'd have to be really like forceful with her. Like right. no, you know, like yeah, yeah, you gotta love that. It's like never an option because she would never do that with adults, right? But you know, adults also don't really do that thing, you know, where they like fall or like grab their face or something like un- you know mistakenly or whatever. So right, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's tricky. So that's another that's another good thing about having them both. They'll yeah, grow up together. Exactly. They'll both they're used to each other right yeah. away. Um, yeah, yeah, that would be really good. But so it's been a crazy stressful week. But as far as it goes, I will take my lot back and not scoop the pot of everyone else. I'll have my soup. It's not so bad after all. (laughs) Yeah. And also because, you know, like you can see a like an end in sight. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, like Maeve's not going to be sick forever. And, you know, and. Alfie's not going to be a puppy forever, you know. Right, so it's right. like, you know, there's there's like the prospect of these things changing and getting better. Where a lot of people have issues in their lives that there is no prospect for change. You know, it's like <laughs> right. this is my issue and this is my problem, and it's just going to yeah. be this way mm-hmm. like forever. You know, like like I've got no, you know, like my parents are dead, and I'm a, you know, I'm like a, an orphan and blah, you know, well, like yeah. <laughs> things that'll never change. You know, <laughs> like like. Uh, like no prospects to get your life better. So like, yeah. In, you know, in the words of uh, Paul McCartney and then John Lennon, Paul McCartney wrote the line, it's getting better all the time. And then John Lennon wrote, it can't get no worse. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that's, that's their, their, uh, that you can see their uh, personalities. <laughs> yeah, right. I can't get any worse. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, so um, cool. it's been a crazy week, but here yeah, we are right. now. We're doing it. We got stuff going. I've been editing a, a little bit when I could in between. I've had a few spots to nice. edit this dang sling video and get back on track. Where well, we have a lot of stuff done, but man, right. we're we're really, um, you know, you take a vacation every week. I've I've decided to get a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> and every summer we have we have more free time, but we always slow down. I know, right? Yeah, exactly. We're like, oh, we got all this free time. I'll be home, and it's just like, oh, no, we we, have, we all have things to do. It's yeah, exactly. It's it's like different time. Like I have, you know, during the weeks are off, and I have like weekdays. You know, we can film during the day. Okay, that's fine. But then you know, then like summer is vacation time. So right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I guess we were on a good roll. Like we had, you know, we had a couple of videos under our belt, and you know, we're rolling. So yeah, and we um, we're still ahead, we so we good. almost have our third million view video. Oh, nice! You know, Is let me pull the, it up uh, right now. I've I've been watching it. It's one of the bow videos, I think. 
Oh, was it the Nubo video? Because I think Maybe. the I think the new one passed the old one. I think. Well, I think yeah, the um, new one's already hit it. I think. The uh, American think, flat bow. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Yeah, I was just thinking, like you know, we for for getting things done. You know, we've been working on the toy box video, and there's like some we're like working on the problems through that and stuff. But we do have you know the leather sling video is done and recorded you know so while it's nice having something uh, i guess it's nice having something in the bank you know like if we're like we feel like we're working on a new video but it's not we're not depending on finishing actually that pro finishing that project before we can edit and move on obviously we can't but you know like there's yeah there's something there behind it that right still we can we come out you know right. project done but uh yeah we got um okay yeah it's not it's uh Nine hundred ninety nine thousand five hundred thirty six. So we're Ooh, almost, nice. almost. And that video actually is, has <laughs> yeah. slowed down a little bit. It's funny. You can have one sitting at that, but it, it goes slower than some of the others. But yeah, that one's coming up, so that'd be cool. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The circular saw blade knife. Man, that one's just still rolling. It was funny. That one, like, it didn't do great right away. And then mm -hmm. I forget which I think it was the like the three the three knife sheaths video when that one came out. Then that like the circular saw blade knife that video then took off. Yeah, because that one has a one point two million. Which one is it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that one from a circular yeah. saw blade, yeah. Who knew? Yeah, that one that one like took off randomly. Yeah, you never, never know. know. <laughs> <laughs> the fire pit has eight hundred thousand. That's crazy. <laughs> Okay, uh, before we go on, I have a little mini quiz. I was looking up some famous blades and stuff, and I was like, I was wondering if Dustin can guess them by their description. I'll obviously leave out the uh, the words that would give it away. Okay. Um, some are real, some are fiction. Um, I don't know how many you'll get, but let's keep tally. Mm -hmm. Let me see. There's uh, one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight. Okay, so you said some are real and some are fiction, as in like some are from real makers and some are like from movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. something, something like that. Okay, so we'll see how many you can get out of eight. How many do you do you think you can get out of eight? I'm and gonna they don't say, have much context, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be positive. I'm gonna say I'm gonna get five out of eight, so more than fifty percent. I like knives. Okay, all right. I'm going to go with that. Now, obviously, well, actually, I won't give any tips. I'll just go ahead with it. Okay. Let me read a little description. All right. Well. <laughs> okay, well, uh, yeah, some of it gives away too much, but here we go. This sword is reforged. It was cut it. from someone's okay. hand. Elrond gives Aragorn the sword. Okay, yeah. So, so do know, I need to? You know, you need to know the name. The of name the sword. of the of the the sword, the final sword. Right. The final sword is called Anduril, Flame of the West. Oh, you nerd! <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking away a point for knowing West. too much. You've known too much. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking away a point. Yeah. I even knew the name, the the, the yeah, name and the meaning. <laughs> In Elvish, it's <laughs> and the real flame of the West. <laughs> no, that's funny. Um, so 
did I did I mention that I made the wooden sword for Corinne? So Corinne asked me recently. She was like, she said, "Can you make me a sword?" And I was like, "Okay, sure." She's mm-hmm. you know almost twelve, and she's like ten feet tall, and you know <laughs> built like a a muscle you know a bodybuilder. No, she's <laughs> she's tall. She's she's taller than Nicole now, and she's a full grown child. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not like mature enough to have a sword on her own. Just you know, but I I can make one uh, who and, is and do like uh, you know, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I can make you know make a like a machete sword like I did for the for the pirate sword. So I right. so I made her a prototype, a wooden prototype. Like here's a let's see if this feels like it's the right length. Blah blah blah. And um, and it was made out of a piece of crown molding. Mm-hmm. Just like I had like scrap crown molding in the shop, so I kind of just cut that down. And uh, crown molding is like finger jointed together, um, random pieces, you know, and then they paint over it. So if you get it pre-painted, you would never, you would never know that it's not just all one piece of wood. Right. And so, I mean, that's perfectly fine, strong enough and it, but, but it did kind of crack and then break at one of those joints on the blade broke mm-hmm. and it broke like a third of the way up from the guard and kind of the data diagonal. So it looks like the shards of Narsil <laughs> when like that broke. So like, so we've been, we've been joking about that. And actually, she and I went back down to the shop and we glued it back together. We used like some the the cyanoacrylate like two P ten um super glue and glued it back together and then it broke again. So But we've been joking about it. it's like the shards of Narsil. It's like it needs to be forged back together <laughs> to be Andreal Flame of the West. And I have to let <laughs> lay it down on a little blanket with all the shards yeah, and just right, leave exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Good start. Wow, I really hit a right. hit on a a good nerve there. You knew all about it. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> Um, this one's going to be a lot tougher. So you got one out of eight. Good start. Okay. Yeah. This massive sword, which would physically be impossible to wield in real life, belongs to a soldier. His weapon, his weapon of choice in this video game. Okay. Let's see. Um, sword too large i'm thinking like is there like a is like elder scrolls or something that have like a giant sword um there are a lot of swords in that but no um yeah i don't think you've ever played this game that's why i didn't think but it's it's a famous sword so i figured i'd throw it in there um it's an rpg oh okay is it like is it final fantasy or something yeah yeah. Okay. There's yeah, a, it's like the main. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. There's a. Yeah. You've probably maybe seen it if you've ever like yeah, the big giant sword. Yeah. yeah the big I, I kind do, of like, it's like it's a like rectangle real with a. Is, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. called uh, the Buster Sword. The Buster. Uh, right. Final Fantasy Seven, uh, famous yeah. video game sword. That's the only. Well, actually, I won't. I won't say anything. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> All right. One out of two. Yeah, I should get like a half point for that though. Why? You did tell me it was like because I told you. I, I told you it was a video head. game. Yeah, you did, and you t- yeah. I I guessed Final Fantasy though, so but that's okay. You did. I'll take I'll take a zero. So okay. I didn't know like the name. I know you kind of that was kind of the goal, right? The name of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is another tough one. Um, okay. The legendary sword boosts the fighting prowess of the wielder. It's stolen. And this person learns to unlock its full potential. It's from a movie. 
Okay, it's stolen. Um, it's I don't I see the the problem is I don't know if they ever mentioned it in the movie, but I figured you might know. Um, it's called the Green Blank. Oh, is it the um one of the like not Chow Yun Fat, but like is it like the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, like one of those swords? Yeah, yep, it is. Yeah, yeah, the green, yeah, like that, like it's got, it's like, it's funny. Those they love having like wobbly swords in that movie. Yeah, whip out and slap you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, well, you got pretty good. Yeah, I got the movie. That. You yeah. got the movie again. That's pretty good. Like, yeah, I was thinking like the prowess, and I was thinking that I was thinking that like in that genre, I guess. But then when you said the green something, I think that's what really like right. It hit me very... in that genre. That like that there were like what was that in the two thousands or something? There were like five movies in a row within like, mm-hmm. two years that were mm-hmm. all that same like genre of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon movies. Right, right. Um, it's called The Green Destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I probably could have got that. Yeah. So. Green Destiny. That's one and two. Okay. Perhaps the most famous version of this sword comes from its 1981 film. Someone pulls something from somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say, that's Ex- Excalibur. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. As soon as you said that, 1981, I was like, that's probably like that that version of Excalibur that like Adam Savage loves. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. I was, I was going to say, it's from the movie Excalibur. <laughs> Some, yeah, I was I was thinking Excalibur before like you were like, someone pulls something from Yeah, there. you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it has yeah, to be. That's nice. the only one. Um, okay, right. cool, cool. Uh, two out of four. You got a half right, right yeah. and probably a, okay. another half point. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. This legendary swordsmith initially refuses to craft the weapon until he learned why this person wanted to use it. Ah, this would be uh, um, uh, Hatori Hanso. Making uh, Uma Thurman's sword in Kill Bill. Yeah, yep. Very yeah. good. That's I don't a, think ding, I don't ding, think ding. There's a name for that. It though. doesn't have a name. I think they call it yeah. the Hattori Hanzo Katana. Ah, gotcha. Hanzo um, sword. Hattori Hanzo. You've got a Hanzo sword? She also used it to violently dispatch Bill's lieutenants, as well as the crazy 88 Yakuza gang. Yeah, she did. I like great, when that great, scene great. when she's fighting the crazy eighty eight and she like chops that one guy's sword up. Like in the it's I think it's when they <laughs> when they switch to like a shadow scene, like through the screen, you know? Yeah, the you red see all their, silhouette. Like, profiles. Yeah. 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 She's like joink, joink, joink. Yeah, I guess maybe that isn't like when you see him again, but he's like holding well, yeah, it, it's the, like shaking. Yeah, it's when they switch the light on and he's there shaking and holding it up and she just go chung chung. She says, Go back yeah. to your mother. Spanks him <laughs> with the sword. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, what a, what a great, great movie. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, this is a perfect cheap multi-tool. Uh, a perfect cheap multi-tool. Um, uh, is So... Is this an actual 
blade now? This is a real life blade. Okay. Um, like with a name or a company? Um, I cannot say. Okay. Uh, a perfect cheap multi-tool. Is it multi-tool? I mean, is it is it Leatherman? Like, that would be a multi-tool. It's either Leatherman or if it's just called a multi-tool because it's a knife. I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a, about as good of a guess as you can give, but no. Um, another <laughs> fact is MacGyver used it on a show. Oh, Swiss Army Knife. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. dang. Yeah, I know. That's I like the other one. That. That's the big one, you know, the yeah, cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. For some reason, like, I couldn't get, yeah, multi-tool is like, it, like, I was thinking like Mora, and I was thinking like other cheaper knives. Right. But, kind know. of the modern multi-tool, yeah, you think of is like a Leatherman or something like that. Right. With, But the original, or not, maybe not the original, but you know, the one we all know. Yeah, that, like, yeah, all, all is, the tools is, in one. Is the red, um, I guess I'll give you half a point if you know the company name. Uh, Victor Knox. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so I think, let's see how many I got left. Um, okay, two left. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought that was six. First design. First designed to address both field and utility needs of soldiers and Marines. No. First designed for soldiers and marines. I know we did the one on the channel, but it's the other famous marine knife. Uh, the this this seven inch band. blade, this seven inch blade can pierce your torso from near any direction and reach something vital. The bayonet or something or or like a seven. Mm -mm. No. Um. can't think of any other like military named knives uh yeah i don't know oh boy k-bar <laughs> yeah the k-bar yeah, yeah. i don't like k-bar was a brand name i mean i think that's uh, what they yeah that's what they called it after yeah but who, who knows why they named it that and i'm sure probably someone made money off of it just like right. someone made jeep after you know yeah the, right um yeah, K-Bar. K-Bar. All right. Yep. That's a good one. The last one is... Well, <laughs> that, that gives it away too much if I read that. Um... <laughs> um this blade... Okay. <laughs> alerts its wielder. Alerts. Ah. That's that would be well. There are well, so there are probably more blades that alert the wielder than just the one that I'm thinking of, but I'm thinking of Sting. Bilbo Baggins sword and Frodo's sword because it tells the wielder when there are orcs and goblins nearby. Glows blue. That's it. 
There you go. All right, yeah. Yes. Uh, Frodo was bequeathed Sting from his Uncle Bilbo Baggins. The short sword, which was created by the elves, glows blue when goblins are nearby, alerting Wheeler to impending danger. I was going to say, like, that is the one that obviously is named. And there are other ones, I think, that, like, in the uh, the Hobbit movies. Yeah, they have, like, yeah, other ones. and Yeah, I think, uh, what's his name, has, has, like, an elven sword. Yeah. That, like, Legolas, like, takes from him for a while and then gives back to him. Those movies were rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Corinne and I watched them this week. <laughs> like, You're like, yeah, all right. Like, killed time. Monday, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so you got... Andril. Andril. Buster Sword, you did not get, but you got the game. Right. So I'll give you half a point. Okay. The Green Destiny, you did not get, but you got the movie. But I got the movie, right. So I'll give so, you half a point. Yeah, point for that. Okay. Excalibur, you got. Yep. Hattori Hanzo, you got. Uh-huh. Sting, you got. Okay. K-Bar, you did not. Goose egg. <laughs> Swiss Army it. knife, you got. Yeah. I got it after I got. I, like, said Leatherman first, and then. Oh, that's true. So you then, did get And it. then I guessed Swiss Army, so that would be, like, half point, you know. Because I, I guessed Swiss Army before you, like. And then I got Vitronox, right? You're like, I'll give you a half a point for Vitronox. Like, okay, so out of eight points, eight total possible points, you got one, two, three, four, five, five and a half points. Five and a half. Oh, not bad. That's not bad. Not bad. Oh, that's well, a I passing grade. Yeah. Oh, I nice. Said five. <laughs> <laughs> I said I think I'll get five out of because I was like I was gonna say six, but I was like, oh, I'll, I'll six. good thing I didn't bet on it. Be conservative, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I thought you were gonna ask me like, like uh, more like specific knives, like um, like Loveless, you know, like as a knife designer, a uh, real like, real point Skinner, yeah, real, brands. yeah, right. And like Jim Bowie knife and stuff. Yeah. And See, I, yeah. I didn't know enough about those, so I just like <laughs> I just went like cool knives from things no, that was like good. from from yeah. pop culture, basically. Yeah, yeah, no, that was so that was it's good. you know it's going to be fantasy and military and and yeah. that's about it. You know, those are the things you'll remember that that name their blades in the movies. You know, right? And I assume you might have like from the, uh, the tracker knife in that, but that one might have been too easy. I did think about doing Tom that. Yeah, Brown, like the yeah. Tom Brown stuff and. Maybe next time. Maybe maybe we'll go more into depth. This was more a, a pop culture knife quiz. It was awesome when uh, when we had James from uh, James Keaton from Redbeard Ops, and we were like, "How did you get into knife making?" He was like, "Well, I watched this movie called The Hunted." I was like, "Yes, <laughs> that's so awesome!" <laughs> the tracker knife. That was like how. That's like when I oh, yeah, got yeah, me into knife yeah. making too. I was like, "It's so funny. It's <laughs> <That was> great." <laughs> <laughs> Forging and the blade uh, like out in the like you know near the river with a bottom. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a what a great yeah, and uh, James is a patron now, isn't he? Oh, is he? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, of the, uh, yeah. of the channel and that's podcast, awesome. so thank you, James. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Awesome. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's that's that. And uh, so, what have you been up to, Dust? Um, so this week, uh, let's see. Last weekend, what did I do last weekend? I feel like there was something that I was doing. I don't know, but um. <laughs> We, uh, th- so, oh, um, was it Gov Cup last weekend? No, that was two weekends ago. Yeah, you already, oh. we already told that story. So, last Saturday, uh, so last weekend my wife was actually away with, um, two of our good friends, um, t- like, wives. We have 
like the three families us us and then the porters and the greens and so like the three wives they all went on a weekend trip <laughs> and went and stayed in a little cabin just the three of them and uh so it was like the husbands and the children who are around and and uh so saturday morning um a couple weeks ago i had i was kind of rolling through facebook marketplace and i found a listing for a yard sale and had a bunch of pictures and it was like a ton of tools and stuff this was uh and it was kind of close to us here in northern baltimore county so i i reached out to my buddy sean and was like this is funny it was really early one morning maybe a week and a half ago and i'm like hey you know look at this listing looks really cool and i sent him the listing the facebook listing and he like sent me a message back he's like are you you interested in the like the um the table saw and i was like well i'm kind of interested or he's like what are you interested in or the table saw and i was like i'm interested in everything you know it's a big yard so i would just want to go and uh, so I said, yeah, it's a yard sale on blah, blah, blah date, you know, like eight, eight, seven or whatever it was. And then like he, he texted a few more times like back and forth and I could tell he wasn't getting the idea that it wasn't like a single thing that was for sale, but it was like a whole yard sale. Yeah. But I didn't like, I didn't know how to text it to him like real concisely in a way. So I just gave him a call. I was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, it's a yard sale in like two weeks and he was like he's like oh he's like it's early and i haven't had my coffee yet and like alistair's crying and all this stuff he was like uh he like couldn't focus enough to like look at it but um so that yard sale was this past saturday and it was awesome it was this like barn giant like multiple rooms shop um that uh this this people had and they were kind of like selling all the stuff and and like super super awesome sale so we got some really good deals i actually bought a uh, a disc grinder so like with a variable speed control on it oh, nice. and so it has a, a three-quarter horsepower power motor with a variable speed controller attached to it um and i originally bought it because i was like well i can just switch out my motor on my grinder mm. on my 2x72 and then have a speed control right because mm. that's like the, the biggest thing that i'd like to have is to be able to slow those belts down and like do different types of sanding with slower speeds um so i may still do that i may still switch it over but with with my grinder my original the motor that's on my grinder now is is uh bottom mounted um mm. and this motor is face mounted so it's like as opposed you know so the the grind the motor sitting like sideways and mounted on a surface as opposed to where the spindle comes out of the motor it's mounted on that face that's face mounted so that's what yeah. most grinder motors are face mounted like that and and for those who don't know dustin has a generation one revolution grinder i do yeah from Gen housemade <laughs> yeah from brian house you have you have you have the um the original iron man suit remember when he busts out of that cave that's what you <laughs> yeah, have <right>. exactly <laughs> yeah, <but. laughs> Yeah, man, that's that's crazy too. Yeah, because I think before the one, I think Brian had built two before mm -hmm. he built the one for us for the channel. It's crazy. So, but uh, yeah, but and and he like specifically custom made that mount to be able to face mount to be able to bottom mount the motor right, that I already had. I had the you, the you know one and a half horsepower right, motor. Right. You told him, hey, can can you yeah. make this work? And he made it. Yeah, specifically made for that. But now you're kind of stuck with a. Yeah, right. Now I have, yeah, exactly. Now I have like the option of putting in a, you know, a face mounted motor, but I don't have the face mounting system. So I got to figure that <laughs> send, out. Send it back. 
<laughs> yeah, right. All right, Brian. What are you going to do for me? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'll figure that out. Either that or I'll just use it as a, you know, a, a, a disc grinder, which is nice. You know, nice to have mm-hmm. a disc grinder, too. You know, really good for mm-hmm. knife making and, you know, it's still variable speed and stuff. So maybe I'll maybe I'll leave it on. I'm not exactly sure yet. So I got that for a really good deal. I got that for 50 bucks. Um, I forget what I think the woman said, like 75 and offered 50. She was like, sure. So got that. And then I was kind of walking around and I put a little piece of paper on it that said sold. And then I was kind of walking around and picking up random stuff and putting it near it, you know, like right next to it, um, kind of creating a pile. And I found an Arbor press, like a small Arbor press. And that for an Arbor press is basically like a, you can get like, a, um, you have an arm and it swings down and you're basically pushing like a metal, cylinder usually it's square and it's on it's got like teeth on the side so you're like as you're pushing the arm down like in a drill press you know you kind of swing the arm down it pushes the the spindle down but it's usually a single arm and you know depending on the leverage you have you can put in like there'll be like half ton presses or one ton or ten or whatever you can get giant arbor presses which are really nice for any type of stamping any type of riveting you know you can use arbor presses for that type of thing which i was like Mm. super pumped about because they are not cheap like little arbor presses like from harbor freight are like 75 dollars you know it's like it's just this cast piece of metal with a arm and like a a geared thing that like push so i like saw it it was under this bench kind of hiding and i saw it and i grabbed it i was like oh this is so awesome and i offered the woman 10 bucks she was like sure no problem put it with my stuff and I was like all around for a while for the next like half an hour. I was like going, looking through all this little stuff, grabbing all these little things. Like, cause there was tons of hardware. It was basically like an entire shop, you know, multiple mm. rooms of shops that the entire, everything was for sale. Nice. So, you know, and just like hardware and clamps and wood and just everything. So I, uh, so I was walking around for a while and put it down. And then at one point I walked out and into this other section and came back like 10 minutes later and the Arbor press was gone. Mm. I was like, no. So I was like, crap. You know, it wasn't that long. It had only been 10 minutes. Like, everyone that I had seen there, all the all the guys wandering around and stuff, had been there, like, the whole time. Like, no one was just going in and grabbing one thing and leaving. You know, it was like, people were going there were like, this is an entire, you know, like, multiple room shop that's all for sale. So I'm going to wander around and just poke around and everything for a while right. until I, you know, until I'm satisfied. But I couldn't find, couldn't find it. Like, uh, I've walked around everyone. I'm looking at everyone's hands, like, looking at piles. Like, if I saw someone carrying it, I would have just said, like, hey, that's – I've already offered money on that. That's mine. Like, I've already – I've already, you know, theoretically, yeah, it's already it, sold to me. You know, I've yeah, already it, quoted a yeah. price, and it was and it was like, yes, we'll give you for that price. Right. But I couldn't find it. Man, I was so bummed. And, like, I even uh. talked to the woman about it, and, like, I was like, okay, I'll put it here, blah, 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 and, and – uh did you talk to her? Yeah, Arbor Press, the woman who was actually selling stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, but did like you talk to her after? People. Yeah, I did. What did you I was say? Like, did you find? Did you see the Arbor Press? I was like, I've been looking for it. I, I don't know if someone grabbed it. And she's like, I don't know. I'm sorry. Like, because she was also like, they were really willing to sell stuff. So it could have been like someone was just throwing it in a box, and like then was like, hey, I have these things. Can I give you fifty bucks for this box of stuff? And she's probably like, sure. Right. You know, like because right. that's what I did later. I just had like a bunch of stuff in a box, a bunch of little things like hardware and like four cans of map gas and glue and sandpaper, like tons of stuff and, you know, offered up a price and she was like, sure. So, but yeah, well, I, was, I was bummed about that. I was like, no. now, uh, now, you know, so the, yeah. that lesson that, you know, you paid for that lesson. 
Yeah, exactly. There was this, <laughs> this one guy who was kind of walking around for a while, and he had a, like a table, and everything on the table he was like collecting. And I was like, he was kind of quiet and like doing his own thing, and like a lot of the other guys there were kind of all talking and looking and stuff, and you know, like excited about stuff, and you know, and um, you know, someone would offer like the woman a price on something, or or they'd ask her a price, and then she'd walk away, and then you know, the rest of us like, oh, you could probably talk her down to blah blah blah, you know, like. She was willing to make really good deals, but um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, so I was like kind of thinking that that guy had it, you know. So then I tried to like befriend him a little bit and be like talk him up a little bit about it. And be like, man, and I can't believe someone snagged that. And he's like, I know. He's like, man, that's 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 tough, man. He's like, you know, you got to keep your stuff. You know, you got to got to keep an eye on it. You got to make sure you blah blah blah, whatever. I was like, ah. so <laughs> oh, man, someone sneaked away with my arbor. He's like, yeah, I took it, it from like, you. It was like underneath a table and behind a thing, uh, and like I looked under there. I was like, "Oh, look!" There. I grabbed, see, reached yeah. under, and grabbed it. I was like, "Yes." Uh, but was uh, but Corinne there? She was there. Yeah. Well, she has a new she job. Was, yeah, exactly. But like you well, can pick knows, one. Like, you can pick. You can pick one thing from here, but you have to guard, guard the pile. Yeah. Well, it's funny. There was like there. So uh, Sean came and brought his two sons and you know his young son is only less than two years old so he was carrying him but then uh, emery was there so Corinne and emery were playing and also david was there brian's the green son and they were all playing running around outside and stuff with other kids that were there so they were no help but uh yeah so yeah so i got i got that i got the you know a bunch of stuff and you know got got a really good <laughs> deal and um sean uh, got a drill press, a 16-speed like floor pedestal drill press, and uh, um, and a machina spice that was on it for like a super super good deal. Nice. Um, and then he also got a pedestal grinder, like a bench grinder with the two wheels on either side. Um, got a really good deal on that, so he uh, he came away with like good good score. So actually, I texted the woman on like maybe Tuesday, and because there's no way that they sold everything there. You know, I was like, it was so much stuff. So I texted her. I was like, hey, just wondering if, you know, if you still have stuff available, if I can come by sometime and just poke around some more and buy some stuff from you. Right. And she was like, well, this Saturday there's someone coming back at 1030 to get something specific. Like somebody wanted to come back and pick something up at 1030. She's like, you're welcome to come by then. She's like, I'll be posting some stuff individually, but you can also come by. So because there's just like drawers of hardware and just so much stuff, you know, it's like my shop, but like four times as much stuff. Yeah, yeah, so you imagine there's yeah, like I stuff guess, everywhere, you know. You need like a couple, uh, or like you need to bring in like a milk carton that yeah, has a exactly. sign on it, like sold. Items, right, and that's know? the thing. I had yeah, I had a box later. Like that's what I did later. There was a there was a cardboard box that was just like laying around. So I grabbed that and started putting stuff in it, you know. And then that right. I like put a sign on top of that said sold. So it was kind of that. There point you, was, yeah, was well, like, yeah. Like you said, you paid for your late lesson. Then. Yeah, exactly. And you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but next time you go to Sean's shop, just take a look around. <laughs> see what you hey. see. I had to carry. I like. I transported a bunch of his stuff back to his house because he didn't have. He, he had his car, and I had my truck. So, like the drill press is, and everything. Is that an there. arbor <laughs> press in your pants, or you just? <laughs> happy to see me. Yeah, hey, hey, has some hard steel. Yeah, so I started looking up arbor presses and stuff. Man, they're so expensive. I've been thinking about getting one for a while because it would make like you know doing uh, rivets and snaps and stuff for leather work. You could do it really easily and and doing leather punch stuff, so not having to like 
hammer it. You can just like push it down in, like what yeah. we did when I did um, Crin's initials on the uh, on the leather sheath, the sling, the uh, axe sling. I used the drill press oh, to yeah. press those in. So that's basically like the act, same action as that as a regular drill press, but it's an arbor press. So, right. Uh, next time, but yeah, I'll be going back on Saturday and. Hopefully getting some more stuff. A good deal. We'll see. I did. There is like there was a lot of wood and stuff there. Um, not like any, you know, not like exotic stuff or not like fancy stuff, but just a lot of wood, a lot of two by fours, and a lot of big like chunks of different types of wood. So I might actually try to pick up some wood to. Um, so where to is it? Don't, you don't. Have, you don't have to give away the exact place. But is it how yeah. far away from how far away from your house is it? It's like not even ten minutes from us. It's south on Delaney Valley oh. Road. Oh, south of of me. It's it's north of the bridge over Lock Raven, but south of um, of us. So it's in between. You're you're, you're going 1030. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't come with you. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I'll come with you. Um, Yeah, yeah, I got uh, the Ravens coming up on Saturday as well. But that's right. That's why I have to be there until two. And that's another thing again about complaining. Oh, my gosh. Everything this time of year, everything (laughs) hits at once. (laughs) Football, yeah. <laughs> baseball, and college sports. I'm I'm scheduling it all right now, and it's just piling up. But so I do have a uh, a new thing that you'll appreciate. So I got that mini fridge from Drew. So our brother Drew yeah. sent out a text to us saying like, "Hey, does anybody want this mini fridge? I've had it. It's got to go and see if anybody wants it." So I got it, and it it's like the perfect size to fit where the table is that holds your gear when you come to the shop. Nice. So now instead of a table being there, it'll be a mini fridge being there. So we'll have beers and stuff in our mini fridge. Yeah, I know. I was like, and that's why I was like, "Eh, I wasn't sure if I'd be able to put it somewhere in the shop. And and I talked to Sean. I was like, I I mentioned him to him, and and uh, I was like, well, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna try to put it in my shop. But I was like, but if I can't find a good spot for it that doesn't take up too much room, I was like, do you want it? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I could do that. You know, he was thinking about moving his. uh, They have a a fridge freezer, like a full thing out in there in his shop that he wants to move to the basement because in the winter the shop gets really cold and when it's cold outside the compressor doesn't kick on the freezer. Mm. So it like just stays, you know, the things will like thaw and stuff in there. So, but, um, yeah, so he's thinking about moving that, uh, that big fridge to the basement in their place and then, you know, having a mini fridge. So we'll see if it's annoying or if we don't end up using it, if we don't use it that often or whatever then. I'll just move it there, but I was like, that's cool, man. Get a little mini fridge in the shop. Yeah, and we'll stock it up. Just keep a yeah, little I'll, stock I'll, of beers I'll, down there. Yeah, exactly. I'll bring, I'll bring a 12-pack or it. something, and we'll just right. yeah, keep it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. So I was, I wasn't, I didn't actually measure the spot, but I like, I had the mini fridge out in the smithy, and um, I was downstairs kind of looking around today and doing some other stuff in the shop, and I looked over, and I was like, that looks like that's probably the perfect fit, like right there. And it'll actually be a little bit taller than that table, so it actually – I think it's going to line up with the with the table that's right next to it too. So, Cool. Just right. Good And we don't – you know, I just – I use that space underneath the table just for random cardboard boxes and stuff for mailing and shipping things, and that's – it doesn't need – that. you know, that can be put somewhere else. It's not like – it's not a good use of space, so – Right now, that'll be a better use of space. But yeah, so uh, doing that. So that's what we did last weekend. And this week, I've just been like pretty much just chilling, um, you know, getting prepared to go on vacation next weekend and working on a knife for my wife. Um, so I talked to her and like she, she's been saying that she wanted like a little, a little fixed blade knife that she can use for, 
normal everyday stuff, you know, opening boxes, whatever else, go, going out to the garden. Like I, the, I made her a bigger knife, like a backpacking knife, um, hiking knife, but uh, she wanted a smaller one because we made mm. the small one for Corinne, and she really likes that size. So I've been uh, working on that. So um, I did like the initial grinding on the bevel on the blade, and then uh, and then he treated that today. And I actually was talking to her. I was going to try to do it as a surprise to try to get it like done before her birthday, which is the 18th, mm-hmm. um, which is when we'll be on vacation. But I, I don't I also wanted her to be more. I wanted her to contribute more to like the main design of it, because the, um, the handle I have uh, like some silver birch that we ordered from Russia or something. It took like three months to get to oh, here but we yeah. got it right right it's I a really that, pretty yeah. pieces of that which is like traditional puko handle material and then um and then she wanted like a turquoise so we got some uh some maple burl that was dyed and stabilized turquoise so I had that and then so that'll be like a quarter that'll be the, the the like uh the guard area so the first quarter after the blade will be that material that turquoise maple burl and then the last three quarters of the handle will be the uh, the birch, and I was thinking like maybe I'll do a brass bolster and then a brass liner, you know, line between the two because it's going to be a hidden tang knife. Um, so like separating the different things with brass or like maybe white G10, which I thought that would look nice too, like white against the turquoise and then white between mm. the like kind of golden, you know. So so I was talking to Nicole about it and. I was like, what if I send you, because she was like, well, when you're ready to do it, just like show me what you have and we'll look at the options together. I was like, what if I take pictures of everything that I have, or at least the, the main handle materials and stuff, and I send it to you, and then you can kind of like, I'll send, I, I said I'd send her like the drawings and stuff, and then she can kind of just Photoshop in the different pieces. Um, so I did that today, and she like Photoshopped together the little, like, it was really cool. So just like send me a thing. She's like, look, I haven't started. So she sent, you know, just like kind of masked out the area in uh, mm. photoshop and then was able to drop in the different like patterns and stuff of the pictures of what i sent her <laughs> so to be able to like kind of put it together and we'd see what it looked like so nice kind of cool yeah so so that i've been working on that and i'm trying to uh i did the heat treat tonight so that's all heat tr- or the heat treat and the tempering so that's done so then tomorrow i can start uh putting some of that stuff together and getting the handle material glued up so then i can get it and then shape it shaped so I may be able to get it done or close to done before we go on vacation. We'll see. But she's been asking about that since we got the material. It took a while to get in, but then, you know, it's always, always busy doing something. So, yeah, yeah. right on. Right so, on. But the shop's been like, it's, <laughs> I think I may have mentioned this last time, but having like a big furniture piece on that table, it takes up so much room in the shop. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't have anywhere to work because that center table is my workspace. You know, it's always like, you know, everything else, all the other surfaces usually collect stuff, but that one stays pretty clean, so I have a clean space to work on. But that having the uh, toy box on there is taking up some space. But it was more just like everything around it, because the amount of other stuff that was on the table is normally what's there. But but then also, uh, you know, like a toy box that takes up half the space. Right. So I had to like I had to clear everything else off and just put stuff away and clean up some. And then I had you know like half of my bench, which is still like four feet, so it's plenty. But. <laughs> gain some of that real estate back <laughs> by cleaning up <laughs> yeah we'll get that done you get the pistons from amazon yep yeah so i got those gas pistons um and yeah hopefully they'll 
do what they need to do and work. And if not, then I mean, I think if if they don't work to do exactly what we want them to do, if they're not enough pressure to open that door automatically, then I think adding in one or two more spring hinges will do it. Like yeah, I think that's enough. You know, we like, might we might as well just go for two. Just space them out evenly. Right, exactly. in, yeah. Space them out evenly in between the two far hinges. Right. Yeah. Just boop boop. Yeah. Um, exactly. And then see how close we can get. And uh, I yeah. don't know. Make it work. Try it. Make it yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. But that's been fun. Um, what else? Uh, yeah. We're gonna still. I'm still trying to like figure out all the projector box stuff in my head for the. Uh, yeah, we're working on that. We're going to get that done by the end of this month. Somehow we will fit it in and yeah. get it done. <laughs> I know. I saw. I was thinking that. I was like, oh, I might need to just like skip finishing the toy box and get that projector box done. We'll see. Yeah, we we got some deadlines to hit, but uh, yeah. Well, we shall see. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Other than that, it's been do... freaking hot here. That's all. Oh, oh I do yeah. have something yeah. to say yeah. though. Okay. So, so the whole like fiasco with the engine um for the for our our on our boat you know trying to figure out why the engine's not working and then we got right. it working with just like we rigged it up to work for the governor's cup and work fine and whatnot well we were working on it yesterday because we were supposed to sail yesterday which is wednesday and there was a big storm that came through right as like right when our our races were supposed to start so they canceled the race for the night but we were all down there because we had the new lift pump which like pulls the fuel fuel tank which sits below the engine in the boat you know you have to like because you're not you're working against gravity so you have to have something to lift the fuel up to the engine that was kind of we were pretty sure that was bad on engines so we got a new lift pump and drew had it ready to go so we he was already bringing it down so we're like well, whatever it's no, no problem we'll go down we'll all work on it together we'll get that on and then we'll see if the engine runs well, of course it didn't work we put it on it's still the same issue like we ran everything so we like troubleshot our way back through the engine and, and then eventually found that like when we were, uh, cause we had a little hand pump, um, like a, like a, um, a bulb that you could squeeze going from our little temporary tank to like squeeze it in. So we were using that to like push the fuel through the system to bleed the system before we run it. And we realized that as we were pushing fuel from the tank, into the primary filter, the main filter that, that goes through first before it goes up to the lift pump and then the secondary filter. Um, w- it wasn't like pushing through. Like we'd get enough and it'd fill it, but we couldn't push it through. So I ended up pulling off the hose that comes out of that filter then goes up to the lift pump. I just pulled it off the housing and then our, our buddy Justin who sails with us, he was squeezing the ball and nothing was coming out. So, like, there was fuel being hmm. pumped into the filter, but nothing was coming out of the filter. There was, like, a clog or something. So we took the whole housing off, un- unscrewed it from the boat, and took it up to the top because it was, like, 1,000 degrees down below, and I was sweating my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we take it all apart, and we blow into the in spot. And, like, you know, Diesel, like, <laughs> Justin blew into it, and Diesel, like, sprays all over his face because it's, like, it goes through and <laughs> blows out the out, you know? Mm-hmm. Blows whatever little bit was there, and... And then, so then he blew in the out, and it, and then same thing, like perfectly fine air came out of the in, right? So there was like a even passage through. So like, what the heck? It's going fine. So then we put it back together. It's got like a, a metal housing on top, which then the filter, the round filter, sits up into a gasket from below and sits on that. And then there's another piece that goes down below, almost like a big hamburger, right? So metal on top, metal on bottom with the filter in the middle. Okay. Squeeze it together. 
and then there's a long bolt that goes through that holds the bottom piece, the bottom metal piece, and squeezes that filter in between. So we put it back together, and we go to blow in it, and then like you, he can't blow anything through when the filter's on. Right. So we're like, what the heck? So we're like, so then we take it all apart. And we're looking at the filter. We're like, well, why is now when it when the system's sealed, you know, and the gasket's sealed, why can't we push any air through it? So we're like looking at it, and and on the top of the gas on the top of the filter, there's a hole in the middle, which is the outlet hole, because that's where like fuel goes down. It goes through the filter into the middle of the filter area, and then back up through, and then is pumped to the engine. Mm. So we know that that's like that is sealed with a with a rubber O ring, you know, so that way the the you know clean fuel doesn't get mixed with the dirty fuel. So we're like, okay, well that's where the fuel comes out. But where does the fuel go in? And so, like around, you know, let's say it's a three a three inch round um, filter. Uh, so there's this kind of quarter inch gap all the way around the outside, and then like a lip, a metal lip that goes all the way around, and that metal lip seals up into a gasket up into the top part. Well, in this little one inch gap all the way around, there's another gasket. So there's like a black gasket in there that's sitting down in, and we're like, okay, well. If there's a gasket there and there's a gasket here and this comes together, well, where, how does the fuel get into this filter? Like, mm. there's no other holes. It's metal on top with just a hole in the middle, which is the out, output outlet hole. And we're, like, looking at it, and so I pull out another one of the filters, and I look at the other filter, a brand-new one, and in that quarter-inch gap all the way around, there are three holes, like three big holes, you know, on, like, on the thirds, you know, like a triangle. Yeah. That is where fuel goes in, and there's no black gasket in that space. So we're like, that's mm. where the fuel goes in. So like, why do we have a gasket on this one? So literally, it was just us, like one of us, and we've all switched out filters a bunch of times because when we got the the, the boat, the engine was like the fuel was dirty, and we had to you know run a bunch of filters a bunch until we got it running really clean. So we've all done it a bunch of times. So one of us, at some point, like pulled out a new one, fitted a gasket into that space that's not supposed to have a gasket, but there's a gasket mm. that fits perfectly into it. And every time we sealed that whole unit, we were basically sealing any way for the fuel to get into that filter. Because it was just like <laughs> pushing the gasket and sealing it super tight so fuel couldn't get into the filter. So we were, when we were running the engine, the, run, the engine would run for anywhere between like 3 and 20 minutes. But that's because it was just burning the fuel that it was getting in the system that was like from – that was already in – because every time we would put – you know, do everything, we'd have to fill that – manually fill that uh, – that filter up full of diesel clamp everything tight and then you know f so basically it was just emptying that filter running it up running what was in the other filters and just running so we were like ah so we pulled the, <laughs> the gasket out and you know put a little knife in there and cut it out pulled it out and then closed it all up turned the engine on it ran perfectly fine for like 40 <laughs> minutes <laughs> so we're like oh all this time all this headache and like all the stress that we've been dealing with trying to figure out this engine is just like it's just bad luck. Like this space is looks perfectly. And when you get like filters and you get gaskets, they almost always will send you at least one extra of the things you need. Right. So it's like yeah. you get the filter and they'll be like, if you need two gaskets and like one O ring, they'll send you three gaskets and two O rings. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause they always like, those don't cost much. So mm -hmm. they usually send like an extra one. So we always have like extras and, and it must've just been like, someone's like, okay, we'll change this gasket here. We'll change this gasket at the bottom. And then here's this other gasket. Oh, we'll just put it into this space that looks perfectly the right <laughs> size to receive a gasket, which is not supposed to have any gasket in it. So, 
Uh, yeah. But yeah, well, we figured nice. after yeah. like hours of dying down below and the so, storm came by. So it was like hot and sweaty and, and like humid in the boat. And, but so, got it. so when you, uh, on the governor's cup, on your way home, you said you were hand pumping oil. How did it get through the filter? If the filter was so well sealed. Uh, because we were bypassing that primary filter. Oh, that's right, 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 right. Because right. there are two filters. It's in a, in a system that goes from tank to primary filter, then a hose goes up to the lift pump, then a hose mm. goes to the secondary filter. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And so we bypassed the lift pump completely. We just had the fuel going straight to the secondary filter, which filtered and then goes right into the engine. So we bypassed the whole system. So, well, a mistake in the system or whatever you're working on is the best way yeah. to learn because you really figure out everything else around it. <laughs> right, exactly. As Justin said, he's like, well, you know, and because I had mentioned, like, if we had someone who was a diesel mechanic come and look at it, which we had talked to a, a guy to come, but he wasn't able to do it before the Gov Cup because of he was on vacation and whatnot. You know, those those people know the typical issues, right? They're like, okay, yeah, we'll right, check right. this, 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 this. They know the things because they've done it 100,000 times before, right? right? And you fix things, you always know the little things that people don't see because mm -hmm. you're like, those are the things you look for first because they always go wrong first. Right. But that thing that we did wasn't really, like if someone, if a diesel mechanic would have pulled that off, they would have looked at it and said, your gasket's in here. This is blocking up your fuel. Like they would have seen <laughs> it right away. Yeah, you, know? you don't need but a gasket here. That Why is there a gasket you know? in here? Right. Yeah. And so I was, I was saying that, like, Jack and I were talking about that, saying, like, yeah, you know, if someone who knew what they were doing came down, we'd probably be able to figure out this issue really quickly because they would, they would diagnose it and figure out all the little things, which is probably what one of these things is, right, you know, and then right. get rid of all the little things and then go into the bigger things. Like, okay, are your injectors clogged? You know, is your fuel, right, your, right, your right, interior right. fuel pump, is that running? Blah, 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 blah. So, you know, it was like just <laughs> – and then Justin was like, yeah, you know, we could have had that, but you would have you not gained – all of this like knowledge and <laughs> right. you know intimate relationship now with your engine. I'm like, true. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. A little bit too intimate. All right. Yeah, memorize all the different like you know bolt head sizes and whatnot. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, but, yeah. but that was really good. So we didn't get to sail, but we did successfully figure out our engine problem. Uh, not yeah, that, well, because that that storm was nasty anyway. You didn't want to. Yeah. Oof, yeah, that that was one of the nights that you know we didn't start the game until yeah. way late because of that. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But other than that, yeah, you know it's been a it's been a pretty good week and kind of nice and relaxing. And Corinne and I have been just hanging out at home. It's been so hot outside, so we've just been kind of chilling in the house with the dogs and I've been reading the well, book, reading reading a lot. Nice. Um, yeah. So we're gonna try our best to get one out before next week since you're going on vacation but again we're both yeah. busy but we're going to do our best to uh figure out a day i don't i don't think we'll miss one but right yeah yeah we yeah. should be able to record again before i leave and you know and if not then we may miss it but most likely we'll be able to figure out sometime either you know sunday or monday or something yeah cool cool all right uh recommendations i'll start i got okay. um, i've been watching We've been watching, my wife and I, The White Lotus on HBO, which is really good. Kind of this weird, dark comedy, but it's got a lot of people and I like. Um, it's it's a little strange, but I'm liking it. But after it, I, th I think after it. But anyway, it's, every Sunday it's coming out, this uh, right. six-part series um, called, I think it's just 100-Foot Wave. It's about... Um, 
a big wave surf surfer uh what's his, uh, Garrett McNar what's his name Garrett his his last name's weird anyway he <laughs> he visits um Nazare and he finds out that this place has these huge huge like the biggest waves in the world right but it's just so nasty and you got to go in the winter it's in Portugal and you got to like it's super dangerous, and these waves don't really break the way other ones do. But it's this really great documentary series. It goes back to, like, 2012 when they first started going there. It was just him oh, nice. and his, his girlfriend or his wife at the time and a few people. And it's this thing where, you know, you need someone to tow in and all that. And yeah, It's a really great documentary series. So I think the last one comes out Sunday. Um, Garrett McNamara. There you go. Gotcha. Okay. And, um... Yeah, it started out like no one ever had surf there to now. I think it's a big deal, but in the in the series, I'm only to like 2018. But yeah, I saw that as I was like, you know, on Amazon Fire, you know, like flipping right. through stuff and it always has little pictures and like previews and stuff. And I saw that 100 foot wave that looked cool. Oh, it's saw, yeah, it's real the, good. Uh, the other documentary it was the one that came out like in the early 2000s. I forget what that was, or maybe like the big big like, wave surfers. Yeah, well, something like that. The, yeah, the one with all the like the famous guys, and they went to all the different places. But that kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of the guy from like that that uh, surf Mavericks up in Northern California. Yeah, I like, mean he's done that too. It might years, it might be one. Of, yeah, yeah. He like it, same thing. He had to like wear a wetsuit, and he was like sailing surfing there for like I don't know ten years before anybody else knew about it. <laughs> it was, like, yeah. Crazy. But, but uh, no, it's a great series. Really good. So uh, awesome. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Um, so my um, my recommendation is actually uh, Instagram um, uh, Instagram page called uh, at ny underscore shed antlers. So uh, I we talked about last week on the podcast. We talked about getting the um, uh, doing the frontier buoy. You know, doing like it was funny because as we were talking the podcast, we were kind of figuring out. It's like, oh, how about this? How about this? That'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. You know. <laughs> and so now I'm like definitely into it. So, you know, doing like a spring steel handle. I mean, a blade, and then like a railroad spike guard, and and then a stag. You know, like antler handle on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually, uh, when I was right about to hit five thousand subscriber or five thousand followers on Instagram, I posted a thing that was like four ninety whatever, and uh, and JD Custom Knives reposted my uh, my post and said like, hey, you know, like posted to his followers like this is a great guy like go ahead and follow him let's get him to five thousand so new york shed antlers ny shed antlers reached out to me and was like hey i you know i followed you because i saw like jd suggested it and i'm really happy i did because i love your work blah 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 you know and like and i'm also a uh an antler dealer you know in new york and he gets like naturally shed and you know antlers from all over the world a lot from like europe and stuff so so I reached out to him and got a uh, and got a couple pieces of stag that are coming. One with like the crown, which is where it, where it attaches to the head, and that that'll be like the end of the handle for the right. for the buoy. So I'm really excited about that. But he's got tons of awesome stuff. So um, and so he's a supply a supplier for that type of material for antlers and natural material and stuff. So if you're looking for that type of thing as a knife maker, um, I actually got a couple extra pieces from him because I want to do. Um, like antler handles that look more like the bone handle that I made for Corinne, 
you know so like i'm gonna cut him oh, down yeah. and make him into actually uh make him into like knife scales that i can flatten so they'll have that kind of interior creamy white look to it which i really like mm. the look of that on uh, on antler handles so so yeah i'm excited so um it seems like a really good guy his name is uh brian morrison and again that's ny underscore shed antlers um yeah He's got tons of stuff, and if you're interested, in, you can always send him a DM because he's got way more stuff than he posts on Instagram, but he posts pretty often with things that he has available. Um, and uh, his his prices, if you're in the U.S., his prices include shipping, so which is always kind of cool. You know, like, you know, yeah. you're like, oh, that looks cool. I think I'll buy that for that $40 <laughs> or 50 or whatever it is, you know. And then they're like, okay, well, then it's going to be an extra, like, $12 for shipping, but all of his prices right. include shipping as long as you're, there you, you know, in yeah. the U.S., so. Right on. Yeah. Cool, cool. Very cool. Yeah, so I'm excited to have a new uh, you know, possible uh, supplier for antler stuff because you know, that's one of those things that you can't really – I mean, you can. You can get them all over the place, and I got, like, the water buffalo horn and stuff from, from Jantz, and they have them, but um, it's nice to be able to see exactly what you're buying. You know, it's like most places mm-hmm. they're like, this is what, I'm, what you're going to get, but – there's variations because they don't take a picture of every right. single thing, but right, he's right, actually right, right. Like, taking a picture of every one. Like, this is what you're going to get. So, it's cool. Right on. Cool. Yeah. So, that'd be fun. I'm excited about doing that project and working on Nicole's knife. I'm like back in the knife, in the knife zone of life, of creator life, <laughs> <laughs> which is always fun. Um, so, before we go, there's one last thing I want to mention, and this is a little bit of a downer. It's an unfortunate thing. Um, Aaron, uh, who is. Jimmy Duresta's like shop manager. Mm. Um, he just passed away unexpectedly. Mm. He was uh, he was went into the hospital for like back surgery and was there and then died a couple days later from some type of complications. They haven't it hasn't been posted exactly what happened, but um, he's been Jimmy's mm. shop assistant and like shop manager for several years. And actually, he was at. Jimmy met him at the maker camp, the first maker camp in 2019. Yeah. And, and he was like out in San Francisco he, and he also worked on Mythbusters, So that he oh, cool. knew like Jamie and Adam. Yeah. And, um, and so he was like up in East Durham and, and Jimmy said to him like, Hey, if you, you know, he, he, he was like a shop guy, whatnot. And he's a Marine. And, um, he said, Jimmy was like, if you, if you move here, like move up to East Durham, you can come use my shop anytime you want. So he did and then contacted Jimmy a little while later and was like, Hey, I'm here. And, you know, and, and Jimmy's previous kind of shop manager, um, Brett McAfee, who is from skull and spade and has a YouTube channel of his own. He moved out to like Joshua tree, um, not too long before that. So I think Jimmy was looking for like a new main shop assistant. So he, he hired Aaron on full time and he's been working with him since then. And, and just, yeah, he just just passed away. It's crazy. Mm. It just makes you, uh, you know, think about life and appreciate the things we have, right? And uh, take advantage of every day that you can. So. Right. Yeah. And like we started out with, count your blessings. Right. Yep. Absolutely. And just, Don't worry uh, too much about your issues. There's always someone. Yeah. Going through something worse. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah, all those guys that I, you know, I met a bunch of guys that were up at uh, the Timber Inn, and a lot of they they've all been posting and reposting and stuff about you know condolences for uh, Aaron and his family and friends. So thinking about everybody, and hopefully uh, you know everyone can deal with their grief in the way they do and stuff. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, 
on that note, <laughs> thank you guys all so much for listening. Um, we, uh, we, if you uh, want to support what we do for the podcast and our channel, you guys can always go over to Patreon and support us there. And for those patrons over there, we really, really appreciate it. It mm-hmm. makes a big difference, and you've probably seen the difference because we were able to buy new camera and equipment and all sorts of stuff with that with that patronage, <laughs> which is really awesome. So uh, thank you guys there. And, you know, you can also – Obviously, go over to Instagram and follow us both there at The Art of Craftsmanship and at The Art of Camera Guy and head on over to YouTube and help us uh, push that. Uh, what video was it? It's about to hit a million views. Oh, the uh, uh, <laughs> the bow, the orange, Osage orange bow, right? Oh, is it that one? No, what, it wasn't that one. Yeah, it was the, no, out, okay. Was it? I, I think it's the original one. Let's see. Sort by most viewed. <laughs> oh yeah it is yep making the longbow the osage orange yep okay. i have i have it at now at nine hundred ninety nine thousand six hundred and five. so we have oh. 395 views to go <laughs> so if you're listening you haven't watched that one it's a good one i really like <laughs> yeah. bow making and and those videos are really cool i think that one that one specifically i really like that one i felt really comfortable doing that one so there are like a bunch of scenes in that one where i'm like working and talking and it feels really natural so when I yeah. notice it that I look really natural, I know that it's like I must have felt really good. We're, we're yeah, and and uh, we're coming up on that time of year. We maybe should get going on another one. Oh yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what, but yeah. another another ringer. Yeah, <laughs> bow making video is always a good. All right, yeah. guys. Well, so go check that out. You know, go over if you haven't already subscribed. Go ahead and. Give us a subscribe. We always appreciate all that and everything that everybody does for us and listening. And uh, if uh, if we don't talk to you next week, we'll talk to you the week after that. But most likely we'll be back again next week with another podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.